The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Are you single and struggling with dating or in a long-term relationship and want to take that next step? Or maybe you've been together with your partner forever and you want to spice things up. We Met at Acme is a dating podcast for you, and I really hope you come check it out. I'm Lindsay Metzelar, and we have so much to talk about together. So check out We Met at Acme wherever you listen to podcasts, and I can't wait to meet you. Hi, it's Mariana. I'm the host of the Life with Mariana podcast. In this episode, we are kicking off the new year talking about alcohol. So it has been one year since I have drank and it is something that I had really been waiting to share with you guys. And I'm so glad that I finally did because your response has meant so much to me. You guys have been so curious about this topic and so supportive. And so I wanted to bring together two people that I really respect and admire who I just learned so much from. There's functional medicine doctor, Dr. Will Cole in this episode. And it's a two-part episode with Doc Amen, who's a psychiatrist. And we talk all about brain health in that episode. So if you guys want to hear a little bit about my own experience in the last year of giving up alcohol and learn from Dr. Will Cole in part one of this. Keep listening. Before we dive into this discussion, I share my own experience and then we hear from Dr. Will Cole. We want to talk about that this episode is for people who are casual drinkers who maybe just want to not drink, but definitely acknowledge that alcohol addiction is serious and that it affects so many people. And so our intention with this episode is just to support and give information to those who are looking to make choices about their own alcohol consumption. But if you or someone you know is struggling with alcoholism, we really encourage you to seek help from a healthcare professional or a support group. So I have officially not been drinking for one year. And I'm so proud to be able to say this as someone who definitely used to drink a lot. I am at a lot of social events. I'm out and about and traveling and stuff all the time. There were so many instances and scenarios where I just felt like I was around alcohol. And I think that made it challenging for me because usually I would say, oh, I'm just at an event or I'm just at a dinner. I'll just have one drink here and one drink there. But because I go out so much, those one drinks here and there really started to add up. And last January, it actually started a little bit before then, I was going through some health issues not related to drinking alcohol, but I was trying to figure out my overall health and well-being. And while I was going through the process of making some changes to feel my best physically and mentally, alcohol and cutting it out was one of the things I decided to do to help my process to feel my best. And what started with one month of not drinking turned into two and three and four, and now it's a year. I definitely had challenging times throughout the year where I felt like socially I really wanted to drink. One was a wedding. A wedding is definitely one where everyone's drinking and having a good time and they're dancing. And it just seems like something you want to do that's celebratory. And that one was probably the hardest one to go through without drinking. And I was fine. I still had a great time, but I'm like, okay, if I can make it through that, And then it was summer vacation and I'm in Europe and I want to have a glass of wine and like hang out by the pool and do all these things. And I made it through the summer. I made it through New Year's Eve and my birthday and the holidays. And coming out on the other side of this, I could have had that drink and it was for three hours here. But then I know just in getting older too, the next day, it really affects me. I either feel anxious. I got a really poor night's sleep. I don't feel well. I'm groggy the next day. And as I've gotten older, I notice that even if I have just one drink, it really affects the entire next day. 
So there was so many different reasons why I just felt like, okay, this was something that I wanted to give up. And I'm not saying that I'm sober. I'm not saying I'm never going to drink again. I'm just saying for right now, I gave this up and I want to learn as much as I can about how does this affect my body? How does this affect my brain? In the short term, how does this affect me? And in the long term and decades to come, what is this doing to my body? In this episode, it's a two-part episode. I wanted to answer a few questions that you guys had for me. And then I also have a functional medicine doctor on, Dr. Will Cole, in this episode. And then this is a two-part episode and Doc Amen is coming on all about brain health and what alcohol is potentially doing to your brain. A lot of questions that you asked were about my social life, what my friends think, what do I do in social events? And I think that's probably the hardest. I'm not like somebody who ever came home from a long day at work and felt like I needed a glass of wine because I don't really drink at home by myself, but I'm more of a social drinker. So when I'm out to dinner or I'm celebrating, those are really the moments when I wanted to have a drink. And I love a mocktail. Mocktails are great, but nothing really has replaced like that glass of wine. So I think that's probably hard because I, I do enjoy wine tasting. I do enjoy like a nice glass of wine with like a great dinner. So in those instances, I think I really do miss having something, but I feel so much better that I don't really want to go backwards into like not feeling great anymore. In social events, kind of what I do is I'll order a mocktail. I feel like I'm still participating, especially if I'm at a party. Nobody really knows that I'm not drinking if I'm holding a mocktail because they don't really know what I'm drinking or what's in my cup. My favorite go-to mocktail recipe is a virgin spicy margarita. Some people will look at you like, what is this just like spicy lime water? And you're like, yeah, that's basically it. And you know what really irritates me is when I go to a restaurant, and I order like a virgin like cocktail or a mocktail, they still charge me for the same amount as if it had alcohol in it. So it'll still be like $18 sometimes. And I'm like, can we just make me a mocktail and like not charge me for what it would be without the alcohol? And so that's definitely frustrating. So I would love more restaurants, bars, places to have mocktail options. And that's something that we always try to be mindful of events that we do. So actually like last January, we had an event and we had an entire mocktail menu of like options to drink. And then we always make sure to put something on the menu so that people have an option that isn't alcohol. And I think by having those choices that are available to people, it makes it a lot easier when you go out. So all these brands now that exist, like these euphoric type of drinks and non-alcoholic drinks, I love that there are so many brands doing this now in a chic, elevated, experiential way. And I really want restaurants and places that you go out to get this on board because I think it just makes it so much better for people to have an option. So when they are choosing to drink or not drink, they know that there's still something fun for them. And I'm never really concerned if people think that I'm boring. I don't really think that people are thinking about me being boring at parties, but I know that for so many people, alcohol is a social lubricant. It makes you feel more comfortable, especially if you have social anxiety, that you feel a little bit more comfortable in these scenarios. So I know that that is challenging for people. So maybe there's a couple things that you can do to help you going into a scenario. Is there breath work that you can do in the car on the way there? Can you make sure that you go to a party with a friend so that you feel more comfortable? Is there a mocktail that you can order ahead of time so that you already have something so that you don't feel pressured by somebody else ordering something or you don't feel awkward by not drinking that makes you feel more comfortable? So kind of think of those things and what might make you feel more comfortable in different scenarios. And if you're somebody who likes to have a drink at the end of the day to unwind, I love my evening routine and my wind down routine. And I think because I never really drank much at home and Anyway, I wasn't really thinking about that as much, but I know that there are other ways to wind down after a long day. And I know it will never replace what a drink is, but hopefully it will help if you do things like meditation, breath work, uh, a warm shower, a bath, read a book, watch a show, have other things that can help you unwind. 
you know what makes me feel more confident? Having a good hair day. It's just like that feeling of when you leave the salon, you get a fresh blowout, your hair is shiny and looking good. You just like want to go to dinner or do something because you're like, okay, my hair looks so good right now. I need to do something with it. That's how I feel with Way's new product. So get on your way to good hair days in just five minutes with Way's new hair gloss. Not only does hair gloss give you immediate shine straight from the shower, it also helps treat damage and enhances color vibrancy so your hair just looks and feels healthier. So I have always talked about how I get a hair gloss in the salon and I'm so happy now that there's something to do at home. Hair gloss is such an easy addition to add to my routine. It only takes five minutes and you do this in the shower. And because I style my hair so much, it helps to prevent heat damage up to 450 degrees. After using it, my hair just feels shinier and healthier and it's really easy to use in the shower so no need to go to the salon. So get your shine on in the shower with Way's new hair gloss. It's made with hyaluronic acid and rice water, and it provides immediate shine. It helps treat damage and enhances color vibrancy. So according to a consumer perception study, over 85% of participants agreed. And a really amazing combo that you guys can use together is the detox shampoo first, because it really just helps to cleanse any product buildup, hard water deposits, and my hair just feels so clean afterwards. Their hair looks shinier, healthier, and smoother. Give your hair a glow up with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and use promo code Mariana15 for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code Mariana15. As someone who has given up drinking for the last year, I've definitely been searching for other alternatives, mocktails, other drinks, and spirit-like drinks that I want to try. And one brand that I kept seeing over and over again was Gia. I'm sure you guys have too. And Gia is a non-alcoholic aperitif brand inspired by the Mediterranean. It's made with the purest ingredients, so there's no alcohol, no artificial flavors. It's also low sugar because there is no sugar added or sugar alternatives. This is also a vegan drink. And I love that they now have a couple options, whether you're at home where you need to take a can with you and you're going to like dinner with friends. So there's a couple ways that you might want to enjoy this. They have the original bottle aperitif so this can be spritzed with bubbles of your choice they also have four flavors that are canned and ready to go there's the ghia soda lime and salt ghia ginger and sumac and chili they also just have a new one that launched called the berry aperitif and it's the first non-bitter flavor so this one is bold juicy and tart you can spritz it for a dry sparkling pairing with your favorite food or you can pour over ice for this like really sweet nightcap this is perfect if you're doing dry january or just looking for an elevated non-alcoholic beverage to try i went on their site and they have so many good mocktail recipes to try i know you guys are always asking me for one. So there's one on here called the Ghia Colada. It's a Ghia coconut and it's like this tropical tasting drink. So you mix it with Ghia, some coconut milk, pineapple juice, fresh lime juice, and it just looks delicious. And I can't wait to try this one. Visit Drink Ghia and use code Mariana at checkout for 20% off your first purchase. That's D-R-I-N-K-G-H-I-A.com and use code Mariana for 20% off. I know that it took me almost a year to share this with you guys. And I don't know what it was or why, but I was so nervous to tell you guys. I wasn't nervous to tell my family and friends in real life or people around me, but I I almost felt like if I posted it online and told you guys, and that if I drink again, would I feel like a failure? Well, I feel like I'm going back on what I'm talking about. And that's why I want to be really gracious with myself and say, it's not that I'm sober forever. I'm not saying I'll never drink again. I'm just saying that right now, I wanted to make it to one year of not drinking. And then in the future, my thoughts around alcohol might change. And as I learn more, maybe it is that I never drink again, or maybe it is that I only have it for something celebratory. And if I do have a drink again, I'm not going to feel down on myself. I'm just going to remember the next day to get back to my habits. And so I think I just felt so much pressure because I didn't want to let you guys down. And I think that was probably the biggest reason why I waited so long to share 
But I drafted the post a thousand times, like literally over the last year, I drafted it so many times and then I put it in Instagram and then I was just like, I'm just going to post it right now. And I posted it. And the overwhelming amount of DMs and comments from you guys or people in my real life saying, I saw your post. I'd been thinking about this and this was the sign that I needed. That's when I was like, okay, I'm so happy that I'm sharing this with you because maybe there are other people out there who are feeling the same way I did, who felt like there's a change I want to make in my life. I want to feel better. I want to be happier. I want to have better sleep. I want better gut health. I want better brain health. And I'm willing to make this change as part of my overall like health and wellness routine. And so January is a really great time because I know so many of you are thinking about dry January. So I wanted to get together two people that I really respect who are a functional medicine doctor and a psychiatrist to talk about what does alcohol do to our gut? What does it do to our body? How does it affect our overall well-being? How does it affect our brain and mental health? And I learned so much from listening to both of them. And so I think you guys will really enjoy this episode and just my own experience of this. So it's been a year for me and I feel great. Is it like some life-changing thing and I feel like a different person? No, not really. But that's with all things, like even with meditation, like I, you don't meditate once and then feel like a different person the next day. It's that I'm building these better habits for myself that I know in time will make me overall feel better. So one of the things Doc Eamon says is like, is this good for my brain or bad for my brain when you make any decision? And consistently when you make really good or really bad habits or choices, what will that be like compounded over time? And so do I feel like a brand new person? From a year ago, not drinking, I wouldn't say that it's like I feel so much better, but I don't feel worse. And the things that I was working through in my health have gotten 90% better. So I feel so much better in those things than last year. And so if you have any questions, feel free to DM me, comment on my Instagram. I would love to just answer any questions that you guys might have. I hope that this episode just helps you a little bit if you were curious about learning a little bit more about giving up alcohol or making a lifestyle change. Now let's hear from Dr. Will Cole about how alcohol affects our gut health and our overall well-being. How does alcohol affect our gut health? So it impacts our gut health in many different ways. And most of the research in the health journals, the scientific journals, looking at obviously liver health when you're talking about the impact that alcohol has in the body. It also talks about its impact on our nervous system. Alcohol is a neurotoxin, so its impact on our brain health, brain size, brain function, signaling between the brain. But part of the larger sort of uh, systems within the body that I'm interested in is the gut-brain axis, sort of the connection between the two. We look at brain health, look at nervous system dysregulation with patients and on labs, but its role in our gut, because that's what you know we're absorbing through the gut. What happens in the gut doesn't just stay in the gut. It's impacting many different systems in the body and being metabolized and different systems are being impacted. So the gut is the second brain. Your gut and brain are formed from the same fetal tissue. So we're, when we're growing in our mother's womb, the gut and brain are formed from that same fetal tissue. So it's part of the larger connection between the nervous system through the vagus nerve. It's the largest cranial nerve in the body. It's part of that parasympathetic aspect of the autonomic nervous system, the resting, digesting. So there's sort of anti-anxiety, but also gut health, the digesting part. And it works on GI motility. So when people drink alcohol, over time, even small amounts cumulatively has been shown to disrupt the balance of the microbiome. It's associated with 
dysbiosis or a lack of good balance within the gut. We're, we're upwards of 100 trillion bacteria in our gut. It's known as the microbiome. We are exponentially more bacteria than human when you're comparing microbiome cells, bacterial cells to human cells. So the, micro, the alcohol consumption can really disrupt and break that balance within the gut garden, which can impact many things in the body. It can impact digestion, right? I mean, one of the things we run labs on is something called SIBO. It's a SIBO breath test. It stands for small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. SIBO is the leading cause of people that have chronic constipation, bloating, IBS issues. To people that have you know, increased intestinal permeability, alcohol has been shown to increase leaky gut syndrome or increased intestinal permeability. So things are passing through the gut that should not be able to pass through the gut, like undigested food proteins, which can trigger food sensitivities, and bacterial toxins called lipopolysaccharides or LPS, which when you have bacteria passing into the bloodstream or food proteins passing into the bloodstream because of this loss of integrity of gut lining or leaky gut syndrome, that's going to trigger systemic inflammation. So this is also an important role, a part of the gut because it's 75% of the immune system. Inflammation is a product of the immune system. So we have to realize the foods we eat or the drinks that we drink are either going to be feeding health or health problems. And the research is clear. There's no, like the healthiest amount of alcohol is done. So I, I'm a pragmatist as a clinician. I want, most people aren't going to be puritanical <laughs> teetotalers. So we have to look at pragmatic ways if people choose to drink. If people do choose to drink, is there a type of alcohol or wine or something that you think is less bad than another choice? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And most of our patients choose to drink. We may go off of alcohol for a time. And that's a personal decision that we have to walk with people on and make that decision. And it, going off of alcohol for a time as almost an experiment, but also as a therapeutic season, for their life, allows their gut to recuperate a lot more unimpededly, allows their nervous system to improve, allows inflammation to calm down, allows their liver to improve, their detox pathways. So there's a, there, having a reprieve with, without alcohol, the season without alcohol can be hugely therapeutic. So I'm excited to see this sort of sober curious and the mocktail industry and these functional neurotropic blends. People that are looking to zen out, relax, unwind the social aspects without the negative impact of alcohol. So I would look first at like these mocktail options for people. But if you are looking for like the real deal when it comes to neurotoxins, then I would say number one is going to be low alcohol because it's the least amount of alcohol, right? Low alcohol, organic, regenerative, biodynamic wine. Pragmatically, one of the better options out there. So I'm a fan of dry farm wines. Have used them, recommended them for telehealth patients for a long time for people who choose to drink. And I want people to have informed consent and make, a, make the decision that's right for you. This is not about shaming anybody, but I want you to know what's out there, know the facts, and then if you're going to choose, what's the better option? And I think that's going to be one. And then the other one's going to be like a, a hard kombucha. Everybody knows about the kombucha industry out there. So they see it on the shelves in health food stores and supermarkets. But if you over-ferment, if you have a like harder kombucha, there's alcohol content. So there's some benefits to that, right? There's microbes, the, some probiotics in there, but there's still going to be lower levels to moderate levels of alcohol. 
So is it a health food to have alcohol in these? No, that's not what makes it healthy. But there are actual polyphenols, antioxidants, or probiotics that could be in some of these drinks that do have some redemptive quality. And you mentioned probiotics as part of like the kombucha drink. But if someone is currently drinking and they're like, okay, I want to do something that's at least helping me, either my liver, my gut, my whatever it is, are there any supplements that you recommend people making sure that they're taking all the time, not just the day after drinking? Even more so when you are going to drink, I think being a little bit more like overcompensating in a way, not that it's a get out of jail free card. So I don't people to be like, it's almost can be like diet culture with supplements where you kind of, you know, you're not going to do something. So you overdo it. I don't like that. I, but at the same time, I want you to be, you know, supporting your health and you may need more support in certain, certain seasons of your life. If you're going to choose to drink, for example, or put your body under any sort of stress. So one would be activated charcoal or any sort of binder. It's a non-specific binder, but it could be a way to bind and accumulate some of the negative impact of alcohol on the body. So things like activated charcoal, zeolite, those are two different types of binders that can be helpful that we see a lot of success with clinically. Aloe is not a binder, but it's another calming tool that plant medicine that we can integrate into patients as well. If you're looking for liver support and also gut support as well, different flavonoids like quercetin could be beneficial here. Sulforaphane, which is a, a compound from sulfur-rich plant foods, but it's extracted in therapeutic doses and you can supplement with sulforaphane. Milk thistle is another one that we see a lot of great success with. And then supplementing with glutathione, which a lot of the things that I mentioned actually do help your body produce glutathione. But taking a liposomal glutathione in addition to that is another great tool to support liver health, detox pathways. So those are some ideas. And you know, my thoughts on this, like food is first, like you should start with food, but certainly these supplements can therapeutically fill in the gaps too. Yeah. For me, when I stopped drinking, which is a year now, which is pretty crazy, I talked to you and I was like going through all my supplements and I still take activated charcoal every day and glutathione. And these are like really important things. So whether you are drinking or not drinking. So if you're somebody who's thinking about giving up alcohol altogether, whether for it's a season of your life, you want to fix some health issues that's working. What are some of the things that you think people might notice in the short term by giving up alcohol completely? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I think honestly, a lot of people feel a lot better. So I, I would say being, I want to encourage the people that are deciding, like, let's do this for 60 days or indefinitely, whatever it is, checking in with your body. But most people are encouraged by how well they feel. They don't feel obviously hungover. They're not having, feeling depressed. They're feeling less inflamed, better digestion, better gut health, better skin health, more energy levels. There's a lot of benefits to it. So it's, you know, unless, and we're talking about this larger spectrum of social drinking, right? I'm not talking about somebody that has alcohol dependency, that's not an alcoholic, that can have withdrawals. Like that's a different taste. But the average person that may be drinking too much for them or drinking too, you know, it's just not good for their health. It's not serving them. So from a lifestyle health optimization standpoint, those people predominantly, overwhelmingly feel tremendously better when they come off of alcohol. Now, it's from an emotional standpoint and a like a life decision standpoint, that's where I see some people having to renegotiate social interactions, friend groups what they do for fun, like their social life may shift. So that can be uncomfortable. So for people to kind of find out what's their new normal, like how are we going to have fun? Like, will my friends, what will they think of me? 
But I would just say, be brave, lean into it, and lean on these other things that I mentioned earlier, like these mocktails that are, a lot of them have functional, healthy benefits to them, or like a seltzer water, a Perrier, or you know, get some lime and like simple things that, that it's nothing too fancy, but are just filling in the gaps where alcohol once stood. You now can have something that loves you back that you also love. I think that's would be my encouragement. And like, look, for, I think even if you're not an alcoholic, but you're depending on alcohol as like a crutch in some way, as a social lubricant to, you know, deal with that background anxiety or social awkwardness. I would say really looking in introspectively and, and curiosity of what your body is telling you and why you use alcohol in that way in the first place. So at that point, like lean into things like breath work and meditation or maybe therapy. Like I talk about it at length in gut feelings in my latest book, because we're talking about gut and feelings. Like the feelings part is important because a lot of times people are going to alcohol, they say socially, but it's really this larger issue that they're looking to numb with or distract with or kind of, you know, put their life on the back burner for a little bit of escapism. So really it's, it can be a pointer to healing in a deeper way. In this episode, we talk about gut and brain health. And actually, it's just very coincidental that this is what I want to tell you guys about because Dr. Will Cole said in this episode too that yes, like supplements and these things are great, but like let's first start with food. So if you're thinking about taking care of your gut and your brain health, there are so many functional health benefits of having Green Chef. Green Chef is a certified meal kit company and it makes eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle. Whether you're keto, paleo, gluten-free, or you're just looking to eat a little bit more balanced, Green Chef offers a range of recipes to suit your preference. Elevate your everyday wellness with the number one meal kit for clean eating and discover new gut-friendly recipes each week. They're committed to providing a holistic approach to nutrition by offering meals that contribute to the overall well-being of your entire body. Choosing Green Chef means choosing real wholesome foods that don't just fill you up, but also support a healthy lifestyle. It's more than just satisfying hunger. It's about feeling good with every bite. They have a new gut and brain health meal plan, and it includes a mouthwatering array of nutritious dinners, clean snacks, and functional drinks crafted to actively support the well-being of your gut and enhance cognitive health. Enjoy nutrient-dense, science-backed gut and brain health recipes. It improves digestion, reduces bloat, and also boosts energy and immunity. I really want to eat well, especially from my gut and my brain, but I don't always want to think about what I have to cook. So just receiving my box and being able to cook it and enjoy it makes it so easy for my super busy life. Go to greenchef.com slash 60LWM and use code 60LWM to get 60% off plus 20% off your next two months. That's greenchef.com slash 60LWM, the number one meal kit for eating well. I know Christmas is coming up very soon. It's the holiday season. And sometimes because we're so busy during the season, we think we're ahead of our shopping and our gift getting and we're a little bit behind. So if you're feeling crunched for time, get all the gifts inspo you need at Macy's Gift Finder. They've got a bunch of different ways to search for gifts like shop by price, which I love to do, especially if you need something for like office or you're doing like under $50 or like a white elephant. You can shop by budget, whether it's $25, $50 or Lux, or you can shop by gift list, which is really helpful if you just need like a little bit of inspo. Plus Macy's has curated unique gifts for all the personalities in your life. If your loved one loves a spa day, they've got something for that. There's also advent calendars, sports fans. Macy's has got everything covered and you can even find curated gift lists from your favorite influencers. You can also shop by category like beauty, fragrance, jewelry, watches, handbags, accessories, and so many more. 
I love buying people gifts for the home because I feel like it's a really nice gift to give and you know that they're actually going to use it over and over again. So anything you need is on the site and check out Macy's.com slash gift finder to find that perfect present. Another thing I think too, why we might want to give up alcohol is things like inflammation, weight loss, hormones. So how is alcohol connected to those things? When you're consuming a neurotoxin and the gut's absorbing these things, gut's part of that larger connection between the nervous system. We have what's called the neuroaminoendocrine axis, the intersection between our nervous system, our immune system, inflammation's a product of the immune system, and the endocrine system, our hormones. So when you're having something that's stressful, physiologically stressful to the body, that's going to be causing a cascade of communication between these systems and causing larger dysregulation. So chronic inflammation is a dysregulated immune system response. So inflammation is not inherently bad. It's, it's, you want inflammation, but you don't want too high for too long. And that's that homeostasis, that Goldilocks principle. You don't want too much, you don't want a deficiency of inflammation. You want it just right when you need it. But chronic inflammation can make it very difficult to feel good, right? It's, it's what's linked to fatigue and brain fog, to anxiety and depression. I mean, a lot of the sort of negative impacts of alcohol really do stem around its role, uh, how it's impacting inflammation levels in the body. And there's a field of research called the cytokine model of cognitive function. Cytokines are pro-inflammatory cells as researchers looking at how does inflammation impact how my brain works? And then what is cortisol? Cortisol is an endogenous immunosuppressant meaning it's a natural anti-inflammatory that your body makes. So your body, when inflammation levels come up, cortisol in the, in the presence of inflammation is coming up to calm down that inflammation. But it's, it's not sustainable because your body's stuck in that dysregulated, hypervigilant state. So it can be difficult to lose weight. You have this low-grade inflammation, but you're always in that fight or flight stress mode. Your body is incapable of fully calming down when it's consistently consuming things that doesn't love you back. But, you know, so that's really what we're untangling as we're giving our body a break. It's sort of proverbial, you know, siesta is how I see it, like a, a rest from things that are really sabotaging how you want to feel. We talk about gut health a lot. We talk about inflammation, all these things. But one of the things I think that we don't talk about so much is the liver. And I don't know if it's like we can't see it, we don't think about it, but because alcohol affects the liver so much, what is it actually doing to our liver? Like, how is this affecting this in a negative way? And if our liver isn't functioning correctly, what are some of those things that it might be showing in our body? Yeah. Well, your liver's job, it's right, it's to impart to metabolize toxins. And you, you know, we're getting toxins a, a, everywhere from the air we breathe sometimes or the water, the food we're consuming, products we're using on our body. So we are metabolizing, the liver takes a large brunt of it. It's not the only system doing that but it, it's a significant role there. And it produces enzymes to do this, right? And, and when your body is consuming a neurotoxin, your liver's job is to say, okay, I need to produce these enzymes to protect you. But if you're always stressing the liver out, you're not giving your liver the time to regenerate, to repair, to recuperate. So that's really what it stems from. And the research shows that even small amounts of alcohol, like obscenely small amounts, like a, small enough where no one would even drink it. It's like a sample size has been associated with damage to our nervous system and our liver. So it's, it's just a matter of bio-individuality, right? Some people can tolerate more stressors than others. It doesn't, like I think of smoking in a way where like some people smoke or drinking, I guess, works in this analogy. Our example, it's like some people smoke, some people drink for years of their life and they live a long life. Like I always get this comments when in the uh, comment section when I post about 
the statistics of alcohol on social media. And they'll bring up this example of this 90 something year old person drinking and smoking. And like, it doesn't make drinking and smoking healthy. It just means some people can tolerate a lot of stress and they may have been doing other good things that mitigated the risk factors. Okay. But it doesn't make drinking, like it doesn't make smoking healthy. So you know, it's definitely something that that I see all the time, people that are drinking too much and they may think, oh, it's not that much. It's just the weekends, but it's consistently, right? Or it's that glass of wine in the evenings, but it's just a glass of wine or two. But then you look at their liver enzymes and you look at AST and ALT and GGT, they're spiked, they're elevated. And that can, I mean, that's gonna, you're gonna see spiked liver enzymes for most people years before it ever becomes liver damage, but your liver's stressed out. And then because it's stressed out, it's not going to be able to metabolize the other things. Like, I mean, we talk about fat burning, I mean, or weight loss, like that's, that is an issue for many people. But honestly, for the other things that your body has to metabolize, it's probably the least of your body's concern because we're exposed to so many other toxins environmentally. If you were to give a general protocol for people, let's say they're listening, they're thinking about giving up alcohol. Do you think there's a certain number of days that you suggest like 30, 60, 90, like more or less? And then in that time, what should they be doing to help themselves? So I look for most telehealth patients, you know, I think you were on that, you know, similar journey when we met, like I would say a minimum of 90 days. I, I, and honestly, most of our telehealth patients do it longer, but I haven't met anybody really ever regret it. Like they, they will bring, if they choose to bring alcohol after those 90 days, they will on an occasion, like it's a random holiday, a random party, but it's like they can drop it in a second and it's not a big deal. And most of the time they don't even pick it back up because they feel so good. So it's not about a restrictive or this sort of horrible, bleak existence. <laughs> it's like, no, I love feeling great more than I thought I wanted something that's really going to sabotage how I feel. So this really a message of, I think, showing you don't have to choose between feeling great and like, it's, it, you can feel great without alcohol. And I think that's, and that people can really discover that for themselves, but they're not going to know until they experiment and lean in and try it for themselves. So I would say minimum, look, any, even if you did a month, I'd be happy because it's 30 days of your body able to regenerate. So if, if 90 days just seems overwhelming, let's start small and then reevaluate after 30 days. Okay, maybe I'll try another 30 days. And then, so if, if, if 90 days is too overwhelming, start small, start with a week. Start with two weeks. And then at the end of that time, just keep adding on because what you'll find is that you're stronger than you think. And it wasn't that big of a deal anyways. And you'll still have friends afterwards. <laughs> like It'll be a life will move on and you'll feel better for it. That's how it started with me. I was like, okay, 30 days and then now a year. So thank you so much for helping support me in that journey. And I just feel so much better. So if people want to learn more from you on this subject, I know you have a lot of books, but what is the best one for them to start with? Thanks. I would get gut feelings. I talk about alcohol at length in that book and talk about that gut feeling connection, talk about stress and trauma, and that can be a component to people. Yeah. And all the information of what we do. Thanks, Mariana. It's everything's at drwillcole.com. They can check out the telehealth center, the podcast. It's called The Art of Being Well. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for listening and be sure to subscribe to my podcast and rate and review because it would mean so much to me and follow me on Instagram at Mariana underscore Hewitt to see what episodes are coming up next.
please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.